Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. (sighs) Oh my goodness. I'm back. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. I would start with my typical, hi guys, it's Jordan, I'm back. But it's a new era. It's a 7.0 era. We talked about it in the trailer last week. I made my huge announcement about Dear Media. And we have so much goodness and newness to come. I don't even know where to begin. We have two episodes out this week. So we have this episode with the fabulous Kenzie Burke, which I kept joking around. I wanted to title, Where in the World is Kenzie Burke? Because that's what everybody wants to know. Because if you are a fan of Kenzie Burke, then you probably know that she's been on a journey, a dark night of the soul journey for the last year and a half. And we also have a solo episode out this week. So I'm really excited to launch the show with this medley of episodes for you. The solo talks about where I've been, the 10 plus things that I learned during my six months off soaking in motherhood. I say 10 plus because If you follow me, then you know that I can't stick to a list of 10. Who would I be? I would not be the Libra reflector, Jordan, that you guys know, if that were the case. And then we have this episode because for a handful of reasons, it felt super synchronistic to launch the show with this episode with Kenzie because Kenzie is going to be my frequent co-host. We have spent so much time together over these last few years. And it's cool because it feels like you guys kind of got to witness the evolution of our friendship. We met the first time that she came on the podcast in early 2020. First, I said 2019. And then I'm like, no, that's not right. But time has been a vortex. And then Kenzie basically became a part of my family. Her and Jonathan and Atticus and I do everything together. And we have so much fun. And she's just a very special person in my life. She's brilliant. She's smart. She's funny. She's so spiritual, so wise, so in tune. And she's going to be a frequent co-host of the podcast because something that I came to during my time off was when I come back to the podcast, I just want it to be fun in every single way. It is work, but I don't want it to feel like work. And I never want to feel like I'm struggling to find guests because you guys know 
I don't take guest pitches. I'm really different in that way. I have people that I know on the podcast and or people that I'm a huge fan of. And sometimes, especially now that I'm a mom and I'm spending so much time at home with Atticus, which is my joy, I just never wanted to feel stressed in that way. I wanted to feel really supported. So Kenzie and Jonathan have both stepped up and they're both going to be co-hosting often, which is awesome because a lot of you, if you're fans of Kenzie, probably know that she had a podcast called Food, Sex, and Money that she no longer does. She has retired from the podcasting space because she is doing a lot of new things now. And we'll talk about that in this episode. You'll hear where in the world Kenzie Burke has been. So with that, we are going to get into this episode with Kenzie. If you haven't listened to the episode that also came out today, the solo episode, head over there, listen to that as well. You guys have double the TBB this week. And if you want double the TBB more often, leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancemon.com. You'll get a free gift from me and you'll also be entered to win a huge wellness giveaway that I'm doing to celebrate the relaunch of the podcast. So we have a whole host of amazing brands that are in this wellness giveaway. And all you have to do to enter is rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancemon.com and then comment on my latest Instagram, which is probably a video from this episode and bonus points for posting this episode in your stories and the solo episode and the trailer, whichever speaks to you the most and just celebrating this relaunch with me. It feels so good to be back. I'm sitting on my floor actually right now and my whole family is sick, kind of sad, but it speaks to how much I love doing this podcast that I am so excited to be recording this intro on a Sunday night when my family's not feeling well and we're under the weather and I'm still full of energy and excitement because I'm back and I missed all of my best friends, which are you guys, my family, my TBB fam. So yes, please enter the giveaway. And it also just really helps for visibility to do those ratings and reviews. With that, let's get into this episode with Kenzie and I love you. Yay. Okay, Kenzie, we're here, my angel, my favorite person in the world, literally, (laughs) my sister, my twin, my best friend, my angel, my child's godmother. We're here. Finally. I know. What a timeline hop. What a timeline hop, which I'm so happy that you said because we're going to talk about that today. That was a huge request from people. Talk about timeline hops. Talk about timeline hops with Kenzie. But the other kind of request from everybody is like, where is Kenzie Burke in the world? What's she doing? <laughs> what what happened? does she <laughs> what happened to Kenzie Burke? I thought about titling this episode and maybe we will. Where in the world is Kenzie Burke? Yes, let's do it. Because wasn't that like a childhood book title of like where in the world is yeah. know, somebody? So where in the world is Kenzie Burke? Why don't we just start there? Oh my gosh. That's such a big question. I considering know. the last year and a half. Do you want to start smaller? Yeah, let's like, work let's start up. with today. Yeah. Let's start with today. So I just took this plant-based feel-free herbal supplement, and I already feel like I could like jump out of my skin in such a good way. You said you've taken this before. How yeah, did this? Oh, I this take like, it kind of a lot, actually. This is a kratom kava root. Tell us how this makes you feel. So 
I take it to work to be creative. I also take it before a walk or before yoga. It will make you, when I take it and I go to hot yoga, I can do things I never knew I could do in my body. But I also just love it for work. Like it just hones you into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it gives me so many ideas. I feel that. And it, it, it makes me creative. Yeah. Like if I have to do something that I don't really want to do, I take it. And then I come up with 8 million ideas while I'm doing that one thing. That's incredible. I feel it already. I mean, you guys, we'll, we'll leave the link in the show notes. This is not sponsored or anything, but it just happens to be here at Dear Media. And whoa, I feel. It's kind of like if you had a glass of wine and maybe mushrooms. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. And I haven't had alcohol in like five yeah, years. Yeah, it's so. nice for that. <laughs> here we are. It is nice for that. Another amazing place that we can start, which is like smaller scale in a way, is we can tell people these ideas that we've had for you to be here and co-host with me often. Yes. So you're up for it. Like, tell us. I'm so up for it. Because you've missed podcasting. So much. And a lot of people listening probably were huge fans of your podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been retired. So Yes, that podcast has been retired. Food, sex, and money, baby. I have the itch. And so… It's just very nice that, one, I can be here with you and be on the podcast more and just be back in it. I feel like when you ask where I've been, I I mean, you know this, but like I clearly took an entire year to do some deep work and some deep stuff. And I just couldn't hold my podcast through that because I felt like when I had my podcast in the beginning, it was very structured, very good. And then as I was really deepening in my own awakening and dark night of the soul, one may say, I feel like I just stopped scripting them and I said so much. And though I know it helps so many people and I'm so grateful for that, I also felt like it was too, it was too close for me for how much I was sharing because I I like to be like a little mysterious and have some privacy, but I also like being out there. So yeah. now I'm finding a new balance with how to have both. And this is a really great way to step back into that. It definitely is. I know I'm so thankful. I mean, I'm grateful for so many reasons to have you here with me and we have ideas for our future co-hosting episodes. But today I really do want to make it about you. I want to like interview and talk to you because people are so itching to know kind of like what you're up to, mostly because you're radiating such alignment right now. Mm -hmm. I I tell you that every day, but you're radiating this new sense of being because you're really stepping into what you've been meant to do all along. So back the first time that you were on my podcast, which is when we met. So wild. So wild. Different humans. Yeah. Two different humans. You have truly timeline hop. Oh my, I have, you gave me chills like on my back when you said that. Yeah. So just talk a little bit about that timeline hop in general. Yeah. I mean, okay. So pre, we met right before the world kind of locked down. And I would say that when you and I first, that was really the the beginning of my own like awakening to myself. I feel like I was always, I'm sure I've said this a million times, but like I was always a different type of human and a different kind of kid. And there was just many things that like weren't quote unquote normal about me. And it manifested in many ways in my life. But like when we connected, it was right before, right before the world all shut down. And I 
my old career, which was really in health and wellness and influencing and a little bit of YouTube and all of that was really taking off. Like I was doing a lot. I was in that world. And I remember it didn't feel right. And that was my first, you know, I think when you go from just being a quote unquote everyday human to then all of a sudden having like an Instagram following and opportunity to make all this money, you know, I was running with that, but it still wasn't really, it didn't feel right deep down. And I remember you told me about human design that day and it, we just started talking and it was like that from that moment on, I started making changes and then really started spiritually awakening. And I feel like the past two years, I've called myself in my head, the chosen one, because it's like this path that I feel like when you really open the can of worms to awakening and like, who am I? And what is my, it's brutal. Like it doesn't, it's a train that doesn't stop. And I feel like I didn't really know that two and a half years ago that I was opening something that was going to be really profound. And so through that, it was like, I built all this stuff within a year and it was really fast and successful and big, but I couldn't hold it in many ways. Like I didn't have the threshold to hold it during this awakening too if that makes any sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. I, I think it'll make sense to everybody listening too. When you're on that deep journey to really come to the core of who you are and you, I mean, I remember like you came to my house that day for the podcast and I opened the door and I said, whoa, like you are a starseed. Do you know what that is? Like, cause it was radiating out of your being. And then you went on this journey of unraveling everything that you built mm-hmm. and you traveled around the country, which we'll talk about. And you had many different homes, quote unquote, until you came back home. (laughs) How on earth could you have maintained like a business, a podcast, a career that was not in alignment anymore when you were discovering what alignment is to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A ton of sense. So much. And, and even like figuring out who I was and what I wanted, because I am a manifesting generator and I'm someone who I've taken care of myself. Like, since I was a kid, really. And and I moved to LA when I was 18 by myself. And so I've always been taking care of myself and holding a lot of responsibilities. And so I think holding so many responsibilities and being on this path of awakening, which like if anyone's on that path, it's just there's moments where it's like so dark, you know, you see things that have hurt you or you feel things that have hurt you. And then not to mention, I'm just, I, which I've learned so much about how important structure is and a foundation is, but like I've always been the grass is always greener kind of person. So when COVID hit, my first thing is like, oh, well, LA shut down. So I'll leave LA, you know? And, but that's what I've done. And in my previous career, like within one year, I launched three books, a podcast, a product line and an app while traveling, while awakening, while like it just, there was no, I had no foundation to any of that because I moved so fast. And so it was kind of like Phoenix rising from the ashes, but just as fast as I built it all, I dropped it all because I just couldn't hold it. And deep down, I knew it wasn't right. Like I, Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're in alignment and Lauren Everett's actually, she texted me this, but she said, you know, it's not easy being in your twenties, figuring out who you are when you've already built something in the public eye. And you know, when you're in alignment, which is something that has always been at the top of my list for 
what I want in life is to feel in flow. Like I want to be able to show up in my work and in my life and not have to think because what I'm doing just comes through me. And that's something even during my awakening, like when I listened to in the beginning, like Wayne Dyer, and I never understood what he meant by that. You know, he would always say like, I don't work, but you know, I have X amount of books. And I remember thinking like, I want that, but I don't get that, but I want that. And I feel like ever since then, the more I was kind of creating in this brand, my other brand, it did feel like work. Like though I stood by all the things I was doing, it didn't flow Mm -hmm. through me. And again, at the top of my list was having a life that really flows through me. And I deep down knew what that was the whole time. So it was just a matter of really unraveling everything that I did in one year, which has taken me a full year to unravel all of that, which again, like time is crazy because I thought when I dropped that, when I dropped everything last summer, I thought, oh, within two months, I'll be up and running again. I'll figure it out. And you you did not to interrupt you start many things during that time, which you thought were the thing. Yes. But they were closer to the thing, but they were not the thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like I was on the path, but it wasn't really until I went, I feel like, home and committed to building a stable life. And I feel as though I've always, I like career. That's always been such a big theme in my life is money, career. How am I going to provide for myself? You know, I have so much Capricorn in my chart, like a lot of areas in my chart. That's just who I've kind of been. And this year really humbled me in the sense that I needed to put my home life first, like my roots, my community, my friends, myself, my health, Mm -hmm. like my well-being. And I feel like nothing career-wise was going to flow for me or click into place until I did those things because it wasn't until nine months later that I gave those things time and space for those things to land that now the career is just like, oh, it's here. Mm -hmm. This is right. So interesting to hear you say nine months later because you know what that makes me think. Yes. Like you birthed a new life and it takes that long for a new life to grow Mm -hmm. and to turn into something. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? You came home and you created stability. I think that's a huge thing that people will be inspired by. How did you create that stability? Because I know you were in Miami and Sedona and many other places. Colorado, Austin. Oh yeah, Austin. (laughs) I forgot about the Austin era and the Hawaii era. You were so many places. So many places. And then you came home. Yeah. And your home is Malibu. Calabasas, Malibu, LA. How did you create that stability after, especially after not having stability in those other places? I think I knew to come home. I mean, I had wanted to come home, to be completely honest. The second I got to Hawaii, which was my first destination of traveling when I put my stuff in storage, I got there and my first thing was like, I want to go home. But I, again, and this is why I know that I wasn't able to really hold all that I had created is because I turned my travel into part of my podcast, right? Right. So it was like, where's Kenzie? And I spoke like, LA's not right. And so I also started to get because again, I'm such a fast-moving, timeline-hopping human, I started to get self-conscious of being like, I'm here and I'm there. And, you know, people would get attached to a certain week in my life. 
and identify me with that week. And it, it got to me. Like, that really got to me, which I think the urgency and the need for privacy really came in. They needed to like unravel all of that and tap into what's my voice, not, you know, all these people mm-hmm. and all these other voices. But I knew I wanted to come back, but I stuck it out and I kept going. You did. Like that was the beginning of a long, a long, year. it was a year. And okay, so I'll, I'll kind of speed it up and then say the synchronicity, but I kept going. And I really believe that we get sick when we need to listen. And so it it was when I was in Miami, which was nine months into my traveling, and I was staying in a hotel room in Miami for like three weeks. I had just launched this wellness app that I spent nine months, nine is my number, nine months putting into development. And I signed a three-month lease in Miami. And the second that I got into the lease, like the second I knew I— I need to go home. Like, I cannot be here. Just felt so, I felt so far from myself. I was in a high rise. I felt vertigo. I felt like, where are my friends and what am I doing? You know, and I I feel like I've always taken a very lonesome journey. And I realized when I did that with travel, like it was right when I put my stuff in storage to go travel that I had finally felt like I have my people in LA. You know, and then I stripped that from myself. So there's also this thing of why do I keep putting myself through so much pain? You know, that was something else. But I got COVID. I mean, I didn't get tested, but I'm sure I had COVID. And I was just so sick, but fever. And it was like that middle of the night waking up kind of demonizing fever where basically saying like, listen. Mm -hmm. So I knew and I just knew I needed to go back west. I needed to go home. At the time I was in a high rise. So I need to be on the ground. And I, so I went to Sedona and I, cause it was like closer. And I knew the second I got to Sedona, I was going home to Malibu. And for anyone listening, that's where I started at 18. I knew that's where I wanted to live. I drove a car here, a Hyundai Sonata with $2,000 because I had saw El Matador Beach on this woman's Instagram. And I was like, I need to live there. So that's really where I started and really where I kind of like raised myself for the first five years of my young adulthood life. So I got to Sedona and I knew, I just, I knew I wanted to go back and I saw a shaman. And this was also at the same time while I had these fevers and all of that, that I took my podcast offline, stopped the app and just went completely silent on Instagram. And this was my career. This is how I made money. This was like, I had no, I, I, you know, I was clearly in a rough place when I did that. I wouldn't ever do it in that way ever again. It was really hard. But I saw a shaman and she asked me to draw myself right when I got to her house. She said, can you draw yourself on this whiteboard as, no, she said, draw yourself as a flower. And I started drawing this ball and I was like, I'm not a flower. I'm a comet in the sky. And she was like, stop drawing. So I stopped drawing this comet. And she said, well, that's your problem. You are unrooted and you have never been rooted. You think of yourself as a comet. So, of course, like you're having these basically, I mean, for five, since I moved to LA, that's what every two years I had kind of like an explosion that catapulted me into something new. Mm -hmm. And she said, because you have no roots in the ground. And so you need to build a rooted life so that when the wind blows, like you may lose some trees, but you don't lose yourself. Like, I don't need to dump an entire career or my thing was like moving apartments or clearly going moving traveling like 
I always just threw things away. You know, I would get brushed up in the wind, basically. Mm-hmm. So she, so I started drawing this big tree and she had me drawing roots. And she's like, you need four roots. You need home. Where's your home? And I just was like, Malibu, I'm going home. So we wrote that on the thing. And then the second route was community. And the no, it was it was home, work, community, and love. Those were the four routes. So I was able to do the first route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> home. Yeah. yeah. And then she said, do you have community there? And I said, yes. So she like wrote that down. And the other two routes, like they were unanswered at the time, especially with career. But that from that moment on, you know, I went I went home when it was, I found the right place. And again, like you think that, I don't know, at least I think, okay, I'm going to get home. I've already had a full-blown career. I know how to make money. I know how to do these things. I'm going to get home and like everything's going to fall into place. And when I got home and like set my house up and got my stuff back out of storage, that's like when the darkest of yes. the dark set in <laughs> Shit hit because the I had to look at myself and I committed to myself and my life in a whole new way. Like I knew that bad day, bad week on alignment, I wasn't going to go move houses. Okay, guys, I want you to be honest for a second with me. If I were to ask you how many skin products you have in your drawers at home, how many would you say? If you're anything like me, you probably have a ton of expensive, barely used and barely touched products. Turns out we've been thinking about skin solutions the wrong way, and it's time to rethink your skin with Glad Skin. So I got into Glad Skin because of my eczema. If you follow along on Instagram, you have seen my eczema and my hives. I've also suffered in my time with breakouts and I have acne prone skin. So I've really been on the hunt for a long time. And when I found Glad Skin, I was very happy. It has a permanent place on my bathroom counter and even Jonathan will come use it because we all love it in our family. They are a new category of skin blemish treatment that works differently than any plant-based or drug-based product that you've used before because Glad Skin is based off of the nature of healthy skin. So inflammatory blemishes and acne-prone skin are caused by an imbalance in the skin microbiome. So they actually developed a revolutionary protein called microbalance. You heard me right, microbalance, to restore the natural balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on our skin. Glad Skin Blemish Gel works without harsh ingredients, so it is gentle from day one. Their products have been helping people in Europe for years, and they're now available in the U.S. Plus, there's a 60-day guarantee, which we love. Right now, Gladskin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash blonde. That is gladskin.com slash blonde for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash blonde. And you can also find that link as well as all of my links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to move locations. Like I committed to myself on a whole new level with that coming back. And not to mention, like I made a big deal about leaving. So I had to come, you know, I, I came back and like kind of had to look at myself. Yeah. And all the things I said and did and places and all of that in the past year. <laughs> well, how's that for a timeline, huh? Yeah. I mean, you literally excavated your soul. You 
went through the darkest time and then you came home ready for the light and then you went through an equally dark time. Oh, and the synchronicity, which was that I got my place and I moved back home into my house. I signed the lease. No joke. I signed the lease and I look at my phone and you know how it can show you memories of your photos. Yeah. There was a photo of me moving with the moving truck, putting my stuff in storage, October 6th to the date that I signed. Like it was the exact day a year later. Oh my gosh. That is insane. Mm -hmm. I remember when that all happened. Oh my, I was just trying to think because that whole time is such a blur to me. I was so pregnant. October 6th. Mm -hmm. It was like, Three days before my baby shower. Mm-hmm. That's when you came. Yeah. Oh and I came to, for, yeah, to your yeah. baby shower. Yeah. yeah. Like you knew you had to be back yeah. for the baby shower. And then you literally got found the house. Home, yeah. Which you manifested your home. Fully. Like people, just for everybody listening, you can't get a home in Malibu right now. You can't rent. You can't buy. Everything is kind of impossible. I mean, that sounds very limiting to say. But you manifested that home Mm -hmm. and it's so you and it's in the mountains and it's beautiful. And talking about time, which has been the biggest lesson for me because I always want to see things immediately the day after. Like I literally, I thought when I went to go travel that I was going to have an eat, pray, love story, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was confused when I got to Hawaii and like within two days, it wasn't that, you know? Where's the man? Where's the love? Where's the awakening? But when I first moved here, I would go on this hike in Malibu and I would walk through this neighborhood and I would say to my roommate at the time, I'm going to live in this neighborhood someday. And this home is in that neighborhood, like in that neighborhood. When I drove up to it to go look at it, I was like, oh my gosh. And that just shows how time, you know, I feel like we put intentions out there and manifestations out there. And so many things that I've put intention out for when I was 18 years old are happening right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just crazy to see that those things happen. It's just not in our time. Right. Well, that's my whole theory on time, which I'm excited that we can talk about that time is such an illusion and it doesn't exist. And it's almost like everything that we're doing has already happened before, Mm -hmm. but we don't know that, like, especially when we're younger. And then like 99% of people don't know that or believe that right now. The reason that we can have a vision so clearly for our future, which feels like a hope and a dream, I think is because it's already happened. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I feel about time. And it's so wild because your timeline from the time you got to L.A. to now, it's like you got to, you unraveled, you came back to what that vision was. And you're living it. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like this past year has been my own homecoming. Mm -hmm. Coming home to myself. Not just only within where I live, which is a huge part of it. It's a root. But like coming home to myself and these these things I've known that were me, but I couldn't access them. And even like with career, when I moved to LA, I was like, I'm going to be in fashion. I knew it. I was so certain. And I… I was doing all these things like interning for other fashion labels and interning for stylists and stuff. And I, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this too with someone who's had illness, but I did that for a few years, but I, I was so frustrated because it was like, it was big. Like when I was working and interning for designers and I was picking clothing up at different sampling places and stuff, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be that person, but I wasn't there yet. 
And I was frustrated, you know, and I wore myself out. I would have like autoimmune flares and to the point where I had burnout and just stopped, which is when I got into really health and wellness for a while. But like if I could go back and tell myself, you know, just be patient because I feel like I've created such dis-ease in my body from things not taking place. Whereas now I'm starting a clothing line and I am the designer, but like I needed those years to mature into that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I ran a business and so now I know business. Now I know how to to do it. Like I didn't, I was young at the time. I didn't know and I was frustrated. I was making myself sick, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then I kind of quote unquote, not gave up, but like went down a different path because I didn't see what I wanted. And it's just, we know, I feel like deep down, like my 18 year old soul from a town of 4,000 people in Wisconsin, like knew where I wanted to live. And it was me trying to, you know, change that where it's like, okay, I ended up back where my soul wanted me to be. Exactly. And then same with career. It was like, just because it wasn't working in the capacity that I wanted it to at 22, because I was still learning, you know, didn't mean that that's not, that's not what I could have. And I had to fully go learn that and then arrive back at that kind of place within myself of, okay, this is, at, this is what I want to do. This exactly. is where I started. <laughs> which you did. And I have two things to say about that. One, the thing I tell you all the time, which is that your soul, like you, Kenzie, your particular soul is so ahead of your human body. Mm-hmm. I relate to this so much, which is why like the second that I met you, I was like, I get her. Like I get it so deeply because when your soul is old, and you've been here many times. You're very wise, very old. That's why you are not a 26-year-old, but you are. <laughs> like, Kenzie is a baby, but way more wise, way more mature than me. I'm, you know, 31. You're just old soul, and it's so beautiful, but your soul's ahead of your body, so you've found a lot of frustration. Yeah, and I think that's years. what's made me so get sick at so yeah. many points, like depression, illness, yeah, it's physical and it's mental. It's mental. And then and I go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the and it's beautiful. Like it's all been part of the plan because the second thing I was going to say is yes, it feels to you and maybe even from the outside looking in like you did the first iteration of your career and it was wrong. Like it wasn't in alignment. But I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be. Like you had to fill your time somehow, make money, create things, learn how to be in business before you were ready to align with Brulee, which we will get into, and everything that is being a designer, which is like yeah, your and whole I, I see that. Like, I see how, you know, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't already have a platform, mm-hmm. you know? And, and though, obviously, my audience has really shifted and will continue to shift, I feel I have a platform. And I did build something for myself in that way, which you know, going into starting a new business or a clothing line or you, when you have that to show, you know, that kind of public credibility, which is just a part of the game, you can get in. You can, people take yes. you seriously. So it's different now than it was when you were 22 and interning. And I mean, the whole landscape is different. You've learned so much. So this is the time. And I'm so excited that we can talk about it because I feel like a lot of people listening are at that stage of frustration and they're waiting. They're like, this is what I want to do. This is my dream, whether it's to have a clothing line or be a mom or fall in love or be a writer. The frustration is the hardest. The hardest part. What got you through? Like, what was the cornerstone 
that got you through the hard times? Yeah, it was months. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I was really dark this winter. Yes. It was rough. And it's funny looking back because it was right there. This, it was literally a, a choice, you know, and a decision. But I feel like, of course, it's fear, you know, because if we go for what we really want, I think, I think that's just the, the ultimate. Like, it's easy to distract yourself with the little things. The, okay, well, I'll do this and I'll just do this and, and playing it kind of small and safe. And I don't know why that happens, but I do feel like, I just think it takes courage to do the ultimate. It does. It, it, for, for some reason, it takes courage. And for me, I was facing, I see why it didn't happen. I see why I needed this winter. Like everything that could possibly be a block within me came up. Mm-hmm. You know, my relationship to my own self-worth, my relationship to love, my everything. And I sifted through them all and sat with them. And mm-hmm. that's why it was so dark. And Though I tried to timeline hop out of that many times this past winter, the universe wouldn't let me. Like, I could not make a dollar if I tried. I could not get in a relationship if I tried. Like, I could not start a new career if I tried. The universe, I felt like it will not let me. And Mm -hmm. so at one point, I surrendered to it. Surrender, baby. I just said, fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. And it was when I said, fine, that things started to shift. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's when I stopped trying that everything was right. That's how it freaking happens. It's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. We just want to control and have our hands and everything to make sure that we're going to be okay. Not realizing that's backfiring on us the whole time. It's like the human condition. That's we all do it. And you surrender. The most visit the most the the biggest pivotal moment was when I told you I'm not fine. Yeah. And after I said that, I was fine. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I was this like, why we I'm have- not okay, Jordan. And yeah. then I was okay. Isn't it wild how that happened? Yeah. We have telepathy. Because I was just going to say, the time when you became super honest mm-hmm. with yourself, and then you were able to be honest with, with me and others. I feel like that shifted everything for you. How did you do that? Like, were you scared to say that or you were just at your breaking point like you had I was at my breaking point because the other thing is is that obviously I know things like I have gut feelings I and I mean it was November till the end of March that I I felt like I really wanted to get back into work I really wanted to continue my life but it, I couldn't like I couldn't I was having the same recycling thoughts, the same recycling. Things were being shown to me that like have been shown to me for 26 years. Nothing was changing. So I knew it was me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just had an event basically that (laughs) I know I signed myself up for. Mm -hmm. Like I clearly knew that I don't do this, but Mm -hmm. I went and did it. And it mirrored back to me. And it was an intense event. It mirrored back to me where I'm not changing and how I'm still operating in kind of the same way. And I wasn't even upset in that. Like, I think when bad things happen to us and events happen to us, usually, you know, you just freak out. And this was the first time something like that happened where I was so calm and I was able to like look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm really ready to change. And, and that's the hardest part is we do things for our whole lifetime, you know, and lineages and our families do it. And we just keep repeating them. Yeah, And so to break them, the only way to break it is to 
change your ways. And so from there, right, that day after that, I told you I wasn't okay. And then I committed to changing my ways. And I have. And everything changed. You have. Pattern breaking is the hardest thing that Mm -hmm. we could ever do. We talk about this so much. Like, first of all, being the pattern breaker in your lineage and your family, which is kind of like the generation that we're in. That's my belief. We're in the age of Aquarius. Our parents were at the end of the age of Pisces, the Piscean age. Things were harder. This is like the new world that we are in. Like we have these opportunities that our ancestors and even our parents didn't necessarily have unless they were way ahead of the game. My parents weren't. Sorry. I love you guys. But, you know, (laughs) they know I'm the pattern breaker. Yeah. You're the pattern breaker. And everyone that I'm close to is a pattern breaker because it's not an easy path. No. And you've started doing, I mean, you've been doing it. That's why you were in the dark. But now you're seeing some light because like you're, you're breaking your own patterns and it's different. Like our own toxicity. Yeah, our own toxicity. Our own toxic traits. Yeah. Oh, my God. Freaking toxic traits. I mean, I was telling my audience with my solo episode, which I recorded right before this, like, I couldn't come back for the last six months because everything has changed. And I wanted to get on and say, this is where I've been. and, And my baby's so amazing. And like, my birth story was wild. You know, like, so much change has taken place. I wasn't ready. I was deep in the initiation period. Mm-hmm. And that also got very frustrating. But how good does it feel to like come to the other side of that and see the light, which we can only do when we commit to the initiation period? I think for you and I, we both want to live to live a life that we don't need space from because it is aligned. And I feel like the way we were both working, the way we were both showing up in our business and in our life, it did get to the point where like we needed space in order Mm -hmm. to go through the change, right? And I really believe that there is this life you can live, which I know we're both on that path. I mean, even you being here in this podcast studio is so different for you because it's I can show up for my work and for my passions. And I can also, you know, go through things and go through hard times and go through family things or go through awakenings and be able to balance both. And I think for both of us, our souls were have been everything we've also been doing. And so when we've also gone through something or gone through change, there's been no balance mm-hmm. in how can I kind of manage like my home life and my career life. Right. We might as well make it all one. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what be we both did. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not possible. Because we're both very, we both have a lot of integrity. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that too. Like it's beautiful to have integrity. And then also it's okay to like play the game of structure and how Mm -hmm. people, you know, it's hard in this day and age because I feel like everyone shares everything. So you feel like you need to share everything. But I think the beauty of going through things on your own when you need space, mm-hmm. taking that space so it doesn't explode because yeah. that's what happened to me. Like it exploded. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe the episode's the explosion of yeah. Kenzie Burke and, and where is she now? 100%. And sometimes the integrity is being silent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and I both had this where like the people that I admired most were not oversharing yes. like the details of their trauma. Yeah. But, I, but I showed up and did it every week anyway. But I'm like, the people who I admire have really strong boundaries. 
And you became one of those people when you stepped back. And it was hard for you. And it was like a darker time. But I admired your boundaries. And I think there's a way to enter back into the world and what we're both doing and maintain those. I mean, I'm still creating my own boundaries as yeah, you Yeah, know. but a big boundary for you is going to a podcast studio. I know. Versus bringing it into your living space. Like that's a big boundary for you. Right? Energetically alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone listening should know. I don't know that I would have taken this leap, which is a quantum leap to be here at Dear Media, this epic setup. If it weren't for you and the endless conversations you and I had where you helped me see it's time to do things differently and having integrity doesn't mean that you have to do things the way that you've always done. Mm -hmm. But it's scary. Well, that's the hardest part. And Mm -hmm. that goes to the pivotal moment. I mean, I think even that same time I told you I wasn't okay, I remember saying repeatedly, I've done this for 20, I've lived like this for 26 years. I've mm-hmm. operated. How am I going to change? Mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed by that. It's scary. But you've committed. I mean, you're a warrior. You're in Aries <laughs> with the Capricorn rising. You are a warrior soul. And just to talk about numerology and numbers, like this is your 26 and mm-hmm. your birthday is on the 26th of March. So this is your golden year. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you that on your birthday. And I feel like you're already playing out your golden year where you step into who you've always who been I, meant yeah. to be. That doesn't happen for all of us because my golden year was when I was 11. And I think it was great. But I think there's something to be said for your life path. And things were supposed to fall into place for you at this time. Mm-hmm. And they have. Mm-hmm. and so t- Well, they are. Well, they are. And they still are unfolding, which is just kind of life. But tell us a little bit about Brulee and how you took that quantum leap to actually do the one thing that you've always had in your heart since you were a child. Yeah. I mean, again, it was really God and the universe showing me that I had no choice. It was around the same time that I told you I'm not okay. I was trying all these little things that I could think of with my mind to keep me safe. Or I was trying, like, I I was like, okay, I'll launch brulee as a store. I'll put other people's stuff in brulee. I will, you know, I, I tried so many other little things, but like nothing was flowing or working. And that's when I knew, okay, I have to just go for what I know I need to do. And the second I made that decision, it's, I've never, like, I'm actually shocked when I, it just, it works. It flows. And so it's, it's a clothing line and I'm designing clothing. And again, this is like what I wanted to do forever. But everyone, when I say that, especially in the industry now, like meeting with manufacturers and all that, they all kind of like, you don't want to do that. Fashion's the hardest (laughs) industry. And I've already designed like the first collection, all that it's go, it's in production And it is the easiest thing that I have ever done in my entire life. Like, I just, it's so easy. So I'm not saying that there aren't hard aspects about it, it, but it flows and it gives me energy. Like, I am so excited when I'm doing it. It doesn't feel like work. The the ideas for it just constantly are coming. And Mm -hmm. again, it doesn't take it doesn't take me focus. You know, I think when you sit down and you have to like focus to get something done, this is just, I don't have to focus. It just comes Mm -hmm. up and through me. So 
yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Someday I'd love to know why we don't just do the things we know, know. we want to do. And if I can ever have any kind of explanation for that, I will write a book. Yeah. But how I got to that point was like the, again, like the universe would not, I wanted my career back. I'm in Aries with the Capricorn rising. Like I want a career. And I just feel like for me, I know that one of my biggest lessons and unlocks in life is to have a stable career. And I really emphasize the word stable. That's like, this Mm -hmm. is what I do. That's really going to unlock so many other things I want to call into my life. And so that's, I kind of just gave myself an ultimatum. Like, you need to just go for it now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, sometimes we have to push ourselves. Like, it's easy now and you're in the flow, but it was the hardest thing to do the true dream. And I relate to that. The true dream, which I think for anybody listening, it's like the dream you've had since you were a child. Mm -hmm. And it can evolve and change. And when we were kids, you know, there wasn't the internet the same way it is now. So maybe it looks different. But that core dream, I think for all of us, it's the scariest thing. I'm learning things about myself listening to you right now because we do resist. And it's fear. I think there's a large piece of fear. It's like, it goes back to that quote that I love, which is, we do not fear being like not good enough. We fear being insanely powerful. And I've butchered the quote, but it's a Marianne Williamson quote. You guys can look it up. We don't fear being like these inferior beings. We're terrified of our own power. Because what if we were so powerful that we actually had to show up and be a powerful boss every single day and everything's radiating in alignment? And what if I don't have the energy and very scary because we were also not taught that that's the way. Yeah. And we, we live a certain way for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. And my thing that I've really learned is that I have had an addiction to pain, like Mm -hmm. since I was born. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I almost do things to feel pain, to feel this deep. And that's all I knew and have known. So, you know, to do something that isn't painful or that it's it's like breaking that cycle of like this makes me feel really good and this mm-hmm. is what I want but for x amount my this my entire life like I haven't felt this way deep down I felt not this way and we always get our information from the past not the future so when we're getting our information from the past it's almost like well this is how I I'm going to feel. So this is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. versus taking a quantum leap and right. s- declaring, no, this is, I'm going to shift this and transmute this. And it's big to, to make that decision. It's huge. I think something that you just said is the unlock here of what quantum leaping even is. And you're helping me see it in a new way, taking your information from the future, which means having hope and integrity within yourself and consistency to know that that's, that's your future. Versus the past, which is the cycle. Like Mm -hmm. for you, it was an addiction to pain. For me, it's an addiction to self-sabotage. It's like if I'm doing too well, I should probably just like start sabotaging myself. And obviously that's so subconscious, but I see how I do it. And with the books that I write, which is like my childhood dream, I get in the groove and then I purposely don't do it for like months. And it's self-sabotage. And it's so interesting because I think when we're really radiating in alignment and you and I both do a lot of meditation and Joe Dispenza and all that kind of work, that's the future. 
That's like having trust that you have like a healthy, stable, beautiful, inspired future. Mm -hmm. That's a quantum leap. Yeah. Yeah, because we see and we know. Mm-hmm. We do. And you're, <laughs> you're a seer and a knower. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. And I know that's where I've caused myself mm-hmm. my own darkness. Because I've like really struggled mentally my whole life. And when those dark clouds, you know, hit, which you so kindly had to be honest with me. But like I push everybody away from me. I, I just go really dark. Mm-hmm. I think we see and we know the future deep down, right? And mm-hmm. so when we don't quantum leap or we don't allow ourselves to quantum leap, I feel like that's when dis-ease, whether, you know, you get a fever or you get an autoimmune disease or you get depression. Yeah. It no, 100%. Just happens. It happens. I know. And that's, I feel like those of us who have been very sick, physically, mentally, and or both, we have a responsibility to share that with people. Mm-hmm. That dis-ease occurs in the body when you're completely out of alignment. I mean, we had to go through it, so we might as well like share it with people. I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And backing up to what you said before about that time, that was really hard for you when you were pushing people away. I think another topic we can talk about in this episode right now is friendship and like a really conscious, beautiful friendship. Because we've cultivated that in our lives. And thank God. Thank God. Because Lord knows I needed that. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> like, holy shit. That's praise like, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. Thank God. We have that with each other. And we have that with our little tight community around us. Like, how is that? What does that look like for you to show up as a friend like that and receive that type of love? Yeah, it's hard because it's hard to even explain. But I think for me, like with the pushing kind of people away and… Yeah, it's the deepest form of love and intimacy, which I feel like when you are going through something or going and you can show up and you can be vulnerable and you can be open and there's not, you can't be that way with everybody. But I think what I really learned is like from the moment I met you, I knew we were family. But like when I was open and vulnerable in that way and loved for that and it helped me through that, that's just, I feel like that's when I just knew that it was safe to love. And I feel, I feel like we all go through that with love too, where it's, it's scary to, to love and to be held and to be loved. And like, we feel unlovable. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, again, went through this entire year and I felt like I was on a crash course and I just felt like I was never okay in that entire year. So I felt like I don't, how can I be a friend? You know, you just had a baby and all these things and I'm still not okay. So But it was really seeing that, you know, after an entire year and all these dark nights of the soul and being able to talk to you about that and you and your husband and your baby were still there with open arms. Like that was really pivotal for me in just showing me that it's okay to be me. And that I think has unraveled my career too and everything like my presence on social media and just my own how I'm able to look at myself in the mirror because I was able to just fully be me, be not okay, and still be loved. I don't know if that answered the question. No, it does. (laughs) It answers it better than I could have even imagined. I totally agree. And I think that's so healing all around to know that you can be loved for exactly who you are, shadow and all. I think we try to show up as the light all the time and like the best version of ourselves and 
if we're not the best version of ourselves, we would rather just hide at home. But that's not real life. And then how to ever have true, meaningful relationships, friendships, or otherwise when that's kind of the pattern. So you broke another pattern. Yeah, and that pattern, I just don't think you can ever hold proper friendships, especially intimate relationships, if you're not yourself. Right. So I've also had this big thing my whole life with love. Like, why? But, you know, it was it took me being able to see, you know, that I yeah. can strip everything away, go through hard times. Like, we, we met, and that was really the beginning of my awakening and all the career thing and the travel. And I felt like it was a hot mess. And you were there every step of the way. And that just shifted so much in what I hold as a standard for a relationship Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) Yeah, same. Like, soul family, you have held the same for me. And I think it's so beautiful to see for both of us. Like, when one of us is going through a really hard time, the other one is there. Like, the rock. And it's always going to ebb and flow who's going to be the rock. And sometimes we're both doing great and sometimes we're not and we're still going to be each other's rock. That is the baseline of friendship, like a reciprocal energy type of friendship. And I think when you were going through a dark time, like the main thing that I wanted to get across to you when we had that conversation was I want you in my life like all the time no matter what like I even if you're going through such a hard time like I would rather be in communication obviously so I can be there for you and because I need you as well Mm -hmm. and I think that's a whole new standard for friendships for me too like we've learned so much from each other and we have a couple other friends like that too and Jonathan's like right in there with us it's like Jonathan and the ladies. That's kind of what I call him because even when I met him, I had a joke with him about Jonathan and the ladies. And now it's like all of us and Jonathan and it Atticus. Is. So and Jonathan, Atticus. you're not alone. Atticus is <laughs> Atticus is another. No, I feel cousin. like I'm your sis, like twin sister and we mm-hmm. can't be separated because I do every, just for anyone, I do everything with them. Like <laughs> we do. We travel. We do dinners. It's like we're a family. We are a unit. Yeah. And Jonathan and treats us as though we're like one. And I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Such a funny story about that. Okay. So when we were at Jenna's hotel and Jonathan was walking away with like all of my stuff and then he was holding your laptop. And then we were like, wait, because okay, for for all the listeners, Jonathan, my husband, he's so amazing. He also like is notorious for like putting my stuff somewhere where I didn't want it to be or where like I can never but find can it I again. Interrupt. Yeah. This man, okay, for anyone listening, does everything and so much more. Yeah. Like he moves all the stuff, he'll pack everything. He'll pack the like he he does everything. He does everything. everything. Like I don't I don't have you, to. Lift you a don't finger. have to pack for yeah. a trip if you don't want to. I haven't. No, I've never packed. <laughs> I've never packed in my life because I don't know what that's my like. <laughs> mom packed because my mom like you like a stylist. My mom packed and then I married Jonathan and Jonathan packs, which is good because I'm you know it's not what I do. <laughs> I do other things best, but not that. So yeah, Jonathan does everything. Don't have to lift a finger. Sometimes I can't find my stuff for that reason. So Jonathan's walking away with Kenzie's laptop. And we're both like, oh my God, wait, he, he's going to put your laptop in the car or like not what we thought he was going to do. So I was shouting out to Jonathan as I always do. Like, what are you doing, Jonathan? And then you're shouting out to Jonathan, Jonathan, what are you doing with my laptop? And he turns around and we're both giving him like the same face with the same energy and the same everything. And we got home later and he was like, 
when we are with Kenzie, there are two of you. And he loves it. He's like, there's literally two of you. And I don't just have one of you anymore. I have two of you. And you guys both like call me out on my stuff. I can see him sometimes because you guys will be chatting about something. And then I'll take your, I'll be like, yeah, you know, or I'll be like, yeah, no, Jordan, Jordan needs this. And Mm -hmm. Jonathan, he'll go white. He'll be like, oh God. I know. He's like, oh my God. Now there's two and there there has been for a while. And he's just like, he just knows he's got to step up his game. So in every way possible, Jonathan has elevated too because of like these mutual, beautiful friendships that we have. And your friendship with him is a bond that I love. Oh, my friendship with him is so, so good. It's so special. It's so special. And people remark on it like, Jenna, she's like, they're like brother and sister. We are. Mm-hmm. We yeah. are. Yeah. And he would do anything for you. Like, yeah. you know, people out there, don't F with Kenzie because Jonathan will come, will come for you. And obviously. And I've never had that either. Yeah. It's nice to have a protector. Yeah. Kind of a knight in shining armor. And yeah. Jonathan does that for all of the women around him. I think that's been a huge thing for my timeline hop too, is in letting people in, like letting you in and letting Jonathan in and not carrying everything. Because that was my lineage, big pattern that I've had to break is like, I just thought, and I know in past lives I've done this, but like, I thought that, you know, I had to do everything on my own. Right. And, and be fully on guard at all times. Mm -hmm. And you don't. No. And 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 I'm fine being, I'm so happy the more I like let go of that yes it's so beautiful and I think what happened the other night in Malibu which was a really bad circumstance that we were in what took place there maybe the symbol for that was like you are protected and Jonathan stepped in and protected you (laughs) and us and he was like literally get away from my family to you know dark energy type of thing and I think maybe that was a symbol for you to be like you're safe you're not alone you're protected yeah and everyone is is has your back. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, a nice. big timeline hop for me. A timeline hop, baby. That's what it is. What would you say about soul family? About and just of, the big shift mm-hmm. and integration oh that's taken place. I mean, I feel like something I was telling you a couple of days ago, which now has been really, really at the forefront of my mind, is the biggest timeline hop I ever prayed for. I would go to plant medicine ceremonies like even three years ago and be on my hands and knees like please free me from this weird thing that I have where like I have to have perfect relationships and friendships with like everyone I've ever met or else I will feel like I'm absolutely crumbling and it will be the only thing I can think about free me from my own pain and it was specific people too it was like people I felt like I give so much energy and love to and it may or may not be reciprocated and there was too much of that in my life but I felt like I've always been the person who's just going to hold the space anyway and it's my identity and it's what I was praised for as a child and Mm. I think you know what we're praised for as kids becomes part of our yeah mine was my strength right Mm -hmm. Kenzie you're so strong yeah and that became like debilitating for you because Mm -hmm. you are strong but you're so many more things than that And me, it was like Jordan's everyone's best friend and anyone can come to Jordan and Jordan has a lot of friends and she's there for her friends and Jordan has fun wherever she goes. There was that. There was so many like, and it's nice things. Like I'm glad my parents prioritized 
my friendships, like things could be much worse, but it became something that was in my psyche as like, I felt so hurt by people all the time. I guess that's the easiest thing to boil it down to. I had so much pain in my heart where my heart was broken from friendships. Because you would give so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like not, I don't know, just being seen and held in that way back. Yeah. I wasn't for all you were seen. giving and depleted. Yeah. And then you autoimmune. I right. mean, <laughs> yes, virus spiral, all of it, 100%. Yeah. And I remember like when I did ayahuasca for the first time, I lost my mind and was having an exorcism and was saying stuff that I had no control over. And I was later told what I said. I said, can I have my friends back? Can mm. I just have them back? And I actually remember this, even though I was totally not here. But there are certain things I remember. And I remember the shaman saying to me, we're, we're your friends. <laughs> you know, we got you. You're not alone. But I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm alone on this planet. I don't have my friends. I lost them. It's so sad. It's actually. so sad. I've never said this yeah. out loud. Because <laughs> I was just, I knew like chasms were happening in my life. I was so sick and I was so alone. And I could have been surrounded by hundreds of people and it wouldn't have mattered because I didn't feel seen or held. But I felt it romantically and in my family. But it's not the same because I need those friendships and I need to feel seen. So anyway, like... And just you even being able to say it like that now is so mm -hmm. big. I never would have Isn't said that Isn't it crazy before. that when we're able to say what we need and we want, it's like, it's when things shift. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm so happy. It actually, <laughs> oh, I feel like 100 pounds lighter now that I said that because yeah. I know that that was true. And even after it happened three years ago in ayahuasca ceremony, I think I probably pretended to myself like that was not as true as it really is. And now the timeline hot for me is ever since I've become a mom and I've had perspective shift, less space than ever before, but more clarity than ever before. The veil has been lifted. I'm only interested in soul family type of friendships and it's quality over quantity. And also I feel really blessed and lucky to have those people around. So why not just pour all my energy into those friendships? It's healing. Mm -hmm. It's like even before I was ready to see this pattern, I would like sob about it to Jonathan and he would say, who needs like all these people who are breaking your heart when you have a Kenzie and when you have a Jenna and when you have a Krista and a Brandon and there's other people too. But like, uh, you know, he's trying to get me to see but mm -hmm. I can finally see now. And we can't see until we ourselves have made the choice that we're done with all of our old bullshit. Yes. We can want to be done, which is why I could pray on my hands and knees about it for years but I didn't want to let go. Like it was serving me you in some way. You have to want to and you have to shift it. Right. You have to. Yeah. Because it does. It serves you until it yeah. doesn't. And and I think the golden pivotal point in anyone's life is when you see that this is no longer serving me. Like mm -hmm. that event that happened to me in the spring mm -hmm. where it was just so obvious. Like, oh my God, what are you doing? And, and I think if you can take those moments and shift from them, that's the ultimate. Because the universe, God, whatever, it's going to just keep kind of bringing you the shits. Mm -hmm, totally. And those kind of bad friendships are for me like non-alignment in so many areas of my life mm -hmm. until you can listen to that call and that message, make that shift. And then you just see, I feel like that's when all of our friendship within our 
beautiful community really integrated because I feel Mm -hmm. like we all arrived at that place around the same time. Yes, I can see an image of it. It's like us arriving to like a heavenly place after so much pain. Because we all individually, this is the biggest part, we all individually shifted something about ourselves, whether Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, yeah. Like the hardest, thing the hardest to thing to shift about mm-hmm. ourselves. Every one of us did that yes. in our little community at yes. the same exact time. Yeah, that, that there's something to be said about being on the same wavelength as people at the same time too. It's yeah, wild. And things have shifted. We've talked a lot about this. Like May, full of eclipses, full of Taurus energy, Mercury retrograde out of it tomorrow. But by the time this comes out, it'll have been, you know, different for a while. But that was a vortex of energy in a portal. And we had to go through those really, really tough portals to arrive to where we are now. That was the biggest timeline of of my life. Yeah, it was. And we talked a lot about May and how it was long and short. And so much happened. So much. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here right now if I hadn't have just like made changes for me. Mm-hmm. And and also decided, like, I'm ready to be a mom and to work. That was very scary. And for you, I mean, millions of things. <laughs> millions <laughs> would be an understatement. Understatement. Yeah. So now that we've timeline hopped, what does your life look like now? What is your daily routine like? Speaking of time, and going back to, you know, last summer, how I thought that I was just going to go home and everything was going to work out and be really fast. but my clothing line is now launching. Like I got the date, you know, for when the production of the first batch will be done. But it is nearly, it is like the same exact week that I dropped everything a year ago. So it just, again, it just goes to show time. You can't Mm -hmm. try to manipulate. I try to manipulate time. Yeah. We Um, try to bend time to make it work in our favor. And I think that's like, we have to do that to stay sane. If we knew how long certain things would take, we wouldn't even sign up to do it. Yeah, and also just trusting. That's really where I've arrived, I think, in May. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen this, but I've just been so much more peaceful because I started to realize that time knows more than you know. Mm-hmm. So time is wise. Time is wise. And there's clearly like processes and things that you have to learn and go through with time. So anyways, that that's was just… so true. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy you said that because… Everything, okay, first of all, everything is living. Time is a living entity and it's wise. And like everything is wiser than us. Nature is wiser than us. Time, I mean, everything. When you really view things that way, I think it helps too. It helps do that whole like let go and let God take over because we are just mere humans in this grand experiment of life. And when we can surrender, I do think we're rewarded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are. We yeah. are. And things things work and things flow. I always wondered why do I feel I, I force every I would force everything. Mm-hmm. And everything felt forced. Like, yes, I would make money, but it was like it came with that like density. Right. You know what I mean? And relationships like always have tried to force, yeah. you know, not maybe soul connections, especially in like the dating right. world, but like what I think it should be in mm-hmm. force and and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, <laughs> which is why, and I know I can say this because you've been posting about it on your Instagram Q&As and stuff, 
Like you made a lot of money in your first career and then you lost a lot of money, everything, (laughs) everything. And I think your honesty about that was the timeline hop as Mm -hmm. well. Like you, you didn't talk openly about anything on social media for like, I don't know, six months to a year. Nine months. Oh yeah. The birthing (laughs) process. And then you started being really honest again and you're like being rewarded with, with your dream career. Yeah. And you're still having to be patient, but I mean, it's coming and it's, it's also (gasps) like, it's, the designs have been made. Yeah. Everything is planned. It's going to be perfect. And everything's unfolding. And mm-hmm. even things that the most powerful things in my career that I had was like the photo shoots and the imagery and how I was able to brand everything. That was my strong suit in my mm-hmm. career. And even all that is just like I'm able to take those things that I was really good at and put them into this mm-hmm. and use just so that timing didn't go to like quote unquote waste. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. It was part of the plan. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, yeah, as you said, patience. That's hard. And that's my lesson right now is I know these next two months while I have things in production, it's like, okay, I'm on the right path. I know what I'm doing and I can feel it and I can see it. And the pattern breaking I'm choosing to make in this is to not try to manipulate it to go through these two months with trust and peace that it's coming at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because normally what I would used to do, which I'm not going backwards, but I would completely try to bend this whole situation. Right. So and I didn't have to sit in this, not void, but it is kind of a void for two months because it's yeah. hard. And you've <laughs> wanted to and tried to make things go faster, I think, until you finally realized that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then you surrendered again. But beautiful things happen in surrender. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Like it wouldn't be called surrender if you weren't having to let go of things that you genuinely, desperately want to control. It's so hard. But surrender is everything. And I kind of mentioned in my solo episode earlier, being a mom is surrender. Like every second of every day, it's just like your whole heart is living outside your body. And I think with every career passion coming to life too, it's like your soul living outside your body. And like you just have to surrender and trust that everybody who's helping you bring it to life is the perfect person and trust and your customers. I mean, trust are is there. the biggest thing. Trust is and the word. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, going on kind of like a year long break, mm-hmm. it's scary. <laughs> so scary. It's so scary. But look at us now. We're heading into the summer. This will come out. It'll already be like the summer. The summer solstice is coming. And what a new time for fresh I feel energy. that. I feel this summer. We mm-hmm. were voice messaging about it last night, but. So yeah. This summer is very pivotal. It is. We have we have some fun in life coming up. I feel it. I. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have travel, we have ceremonies, <laughs> we have life to look forward to. It's so good. So, bringing it back though, what's yes. your daily routine? My daily routine. So, something that I'm really really deeply committing to again is for me, I I mean every day I always take care of myself and I have for the past year. Dark days, good days, whatever you know, I always do movement, eat really well, mindful, all those things. But recently I've gotten really disciplined with myself again about my morning routine because I, for me personally, feel like that it's the discipline act. It's like every day doing this set of things in the morning, whether I want to or not, is going to ultimately 
because going back to business, for example, like I, I want a business that runs Monday through Friday or every day of the year, no matter what's going on with me. Right. And same with relationships. Like I want to be in relationships no matter what's going on and not have it kind of halt and stop depending on how I'm feeling. And I haven't always done that. Like, especially as I've gone through things in the past couple of years, I've, you know, oh, I don't really like LA right now because of the rules. So I'm going to leave, you know? And so I'm trying to teach myself discipline right now and showing up in the moments that I don't necessarily feel like it. So I started a new morning routine, which is waking up cold, dry brushing, cold showering, meditation, Pilates, then I can eat breakfast. And that's kind of my new discipline thing where when I was really like crushing it in life, I did that. Mm-hmm. But it it again, it just gives you that kind of grit and it makes you feel good about yourself. Right. So that's so been of my morning, my morning thing. What else did you just like? What were my routines? Yeah. I mean, that was basically yeah, that's like my, how you're starting your day, yeah. what your daily life is like. I know after that you're working and you're bringing brulee to life. Yeah. And you're spending time with people that you love, which for you is a big feeling healing because you're not alone. I've been very social in mm-hmm. May and that, that's something that I'm really non-negotiable. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to be, I want to be, not even try, but I want to be out in the world. And yeah. I think it's also so amazing to start to see that I can run a business and create a business and because it's aligned, not be consumed by it, mm-hmm. not have to not have time for other things. So yes. It's really a time of my life where I'm learning how to create stability and balance, I would Mm -hmm. say. So, you know, having that like work-life balance, that personal life, spiritual evolution, all that balance so it's not one or nothing. Right. Yeah. All or nothing is a tough trap. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. So, And that's okay. I think knowing these things about ourselves is important. Yeah. Until they become destructive. Until it becomes extremely destructive. Totally. (laughs) Yes. Well, your consistency that you're committing to inspires me. I actually thought about it this morning because we talked about it yesterday. And then I thought, you know what? My best time in life was when I had a consistent morning routine. And then I haven't been doing that lately or I haven't done it in years. (laughs) So I'm going to try it out too because consistency is everything. And I think consistency is the key to success. And we are both quantum leapers. Mm -hmm. So I know we've both been able to see success in different areas of our life with the quantum leap. But the message for me lately, especially ever since I saw that shaman in Sedona who told Mm -hmm. me the importance of stability, but The message for me lately is like, okay, if I've been able to create what I've created so far, which is amazing friendships, living, you know, the place I dreamed of, really starting my dream career now and being able to have these things without having consistency, what happens if I have consistency? Right. Then, you know, one of the most successful things I did was having a podcast and I realized every Monday an episode went out. Mm-hmm. So every Monday, that was consistency and that was really mm-hmm. good for me. I'm a manifesting generator. So like I do something once and then I go do another thing and I forget that if I'm consistent with that, yeah, that builds a strong foundation. magical is yes. created. Consistency is the best thing ever, honestly. Yeah. It really is. And it's easy to forget. I mean, you're a manifesting generator and I'm a reflector. And for us, it's very easy to forget too because we're kind of just like flowing and it's hard. It's can be hard to be consistent with things. So I was in the bath last night 
And I have these candles that a brand made for me that say the Balance Bond Soul on Fire with my logo and everything. And I was like, I just had an out-of-body moment where I was like, I created that. <laughs> and it has its own logo. And it's been going for years. Yeah, and yes, that's I, consistent. I took a break. But like I was reminded that there's some consistency in my personality too. And like I can return to that. And it's so good to allow ourselves to step back and see what we've created. And it's okay to step back for a year like you did. And I hope this episode can teach people that first and foremost, like, please step back. And it's not always going to be easy. And you don't have to just be a certain type of person with a certain type of success to do that. Like you stepped back and you weren't making money and you've been in a tough position. And like, I kind of want to show that to people. Yeah, I think that is super important to say. And something you keep reminding me of, which is so helpful because, you know, we're our worst critics, but you keep saying like you, God has like really supported you through this year and wants you to do. And and it's true. I mean, none of kind of what has happened this year with me, like with finances and all of that makes sense, logical sense. Like it, it, it doesn't. And I do feel like it's been a sense of support, but there was no, I mean, I had some really like tough lessons with it, but there was no... I just knew I needed to step back from something that, quote unquote, everyone wanted. You know, within a year, I built a following. I got a blue check mark. Mm -hmm. I was making money. I had this whole career. I had a, a, I was like a food girl. Like I had a label and I was well known. And that's what everyone wants, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a lot of courage, but it doesn't matter what everyone else wants. And that's what the biggest lesson I've learned is like, you can fake it till you make it. But if you want, which is what we started the episode with, is if you want that feeling of this is right and I'm living that like Wayne Dyer life Mm -hmm. where it's in flow, then it takes courage to be able to break a pattern and stop what you're doing even if it doesn't make sense. Yes. Yeah. Wayne Dyer, change your thoughts, change your life. I literally brought that book with me knowing like I'm coming to record podcasts. I'm not going to sit down and read. But I think to have those energies around are so powerful. He was the biggest part of my Mm -hmm. just expansion. And going back to how things manifest at different times, like I read all of those books before and they inspired me so much, but I still proceeded. Right. I read that book and I launched my podcast, my product line and my app Mm -hmm. the whole time with that knowing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's just, again, goes to show how time Yes, that inspired me and I wanted that, but it wasn't my time mm-hmm. to have that yet. Exactly. And now it is. And now and it is. been through the hard stuff. So amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I have like all these rapid fires, but I, I made a decision just now, a split second decision that I'm going to save them because you're going to be my frequent yes. co-host. Yes. And we can do a whole Kenzie Burke rapid fire episode because my new rapid fires are like really deep and I know. No, we're going to save them. We're going to save them. Yeah, because we would be talking for another hour if I brought them up right now. But yeah, let's leave these people, everyone listening with knowing that you're going to be with me here on the mic like at least once a month. Yay. That's our plan. That's our plan. Does that feel good to you now that we did it? Yes. Yeah. So good. It's so fun. Yeah. And thank goodness. It's like mutually amazing. And I know everybody listening loves Kenzie. She's such a special energy and soul and she's as are you the best 
and tell everybody where they can find you. How can they like, is there anywhere where people can ahead of time sign up to know about Brulee or anything? Yeah. So at Kenzie Burke is my Instagram and I am back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's where I'll be posting any updates and I'm recording videos and like filming more of behind the scenes process and yeah, website will be up soon Mm -hmm. and you can subscribe to newsletter and all the things, but I'm an Instagram person. Mm -hmm. Always have been. So just at Kenzie Burke, I post everything. Any updates there. You do. People can learn about Brulee through following you on Instagram. Kenzie's on TikTok now. Yeah, but (laughs) TikTok is so fun and so weird. We can do a whole episode on that because right now. I don't know if I can build it. Mm, I know I, you, you can. People would love your TikToks. People on TikTok are wild. I'm getting crucified on TikTok for a Matrix glitch video that I did, but I was kind of joking, but kind of not. I, I just wanted to see if people would believe. So people, it's a whole, and TikTok's people, a whole mother beast. And I feel like I just got really comfortable with yeah, myself yeah. on Instagram. I but. know. Do whatever feels good. But yeah, people are like enraged over this kind of joke. But all of my following from Instagram and that I've had for years that actually follow me on TikTok, which is just a few people, they're laughing along with me. But we're just like, what's going on? This is like a weird vortex and it's kind of negative. So I don't know yet about TikTok. I don't know. It's just a whole nother skill set. Right. It really is. mm -hmm. I mean, the thing I don't like about TikTok is that I wasn't on it for so long. And now sometimes... I find myself on it for an hour at night. And I'm like, ew, I just I did that. But oh, it's a rabbit hole. Some people are so good. I love TikTok. watching it, certain people's TikTok. fascinating. Yeah. I really... Like, how did you do that? But yes. I guess some people can design clothing and some people can TikTok. But like... Right. We all have I a just love gift. a good photo. <laughs> I and know. A good... There's something about <laughs> photos. I'm with you. Well, that's why you're doing fashion. Yeah. Photos are everything. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for being here. I love you. you We could talk forever. We'll we'll get off and keep talking. Thank you for coming on. Everybody check out on all the places, especially. And I'll be back. Yeah, you'll be back so soon. I love you. Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.